Hey everyone, thanks so much for joining me for this week's episode of When I Grow Up. On today's episode, it's my pleasure and honor to welcome my longtime friend, Jenny Park. Hey Jenny, how are you? Hi, thanks for having me. Of course, I'm sorry that I haven't asked you earlier, but I'm really excited that you're here today um, to tell me about, honestly, well, it's been a minute. Mm-hmm. Since we, you and I have caught up, I feel like mm-hmm. um, we always see each other like here and there. It's funny, David, my husband tonight was like, "Okay, like who are you talking to with like tonight?" And I told, "Oh, Jenny Park. I don't know if you're." She's like, "I know Jenny." I'm like, <laughs> "Right? How do you know Jenny?" And he's like, "I don't know. We just see each other all yeah, the time randomly in random places." But mm-hmm. yeah, she, and then I'm like, "You know, Lisa's older sister." That's and he goes, "That's not how I know her. She's just <laughs> Jenny to me." And I'm like, "Oh yes." that's right <laughs> oh that's really sweet yeah yeah but anyways all that to say I'm really glad you're here um to hear about not just your job but like I feel like I was mentioning to Jenny before we started recording that um and we're gonna get into what she does don't worry but um that I feel like for me I'm excited to hear about the why like why you do what you do the purpose for you behind it um but yes without me talking too much more um Jenny what is it that you do so right now I am an instructional technology coach at a middle school in Atlanta okay instructional (laughs) technology coach right in a middle school I'm like that's got to be a new job kind of thing like Right. So what I do is um, I'm there as a coach to help teachers um, how to integrate technology in the classroom if they need support with that. So, right. It's actually a really new role. I've been in it for like five weeks. Um, So I'm still kind of figuring out how I fit in at my new school. But Mm -hmm. um, so I like push into the classrooms, do observations on how technology is being integrated and also coach teachers one-on-one on on different resources that the district might be pushing out. And then the other part is I work with a group of uh, middle school kids on a tech team Mm -hmm. and uh, we focus on doing STEM projects. So like science, technology, engineering, math. So that's what I do. Okay, I'm like really actually really excited that you're here because um, because I didn't know like the details of your job currently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, before this, you were a teacher, correct? Yes, before I was a middle school special education teacher. For how many years? For six years. <gasps> yeah. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. that's longer than I thought actually. But um, okay, I want to get into that, but... So this new role that you have just kind of transitioned to in the last five weeks, by the way, why did you transition in the middle of the year? Is it only been so, five weeks? Yeah, it's, it, I actually interviewed for it during pre-planning, like uh-huh. a week before the kids come back. Okay. And then I, no, I'm sorry, it was like two weeks before um, the kids started school. And then the week of pre-planning, I got the call saying that I got it and then I had to give a month's notice at my previous school uh-huh. to not because I was breaking my contract. Oh, no. And then that's why I came in a month after to this new school. 
Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Um, so like this role, why did you interview for it? I'm so curious. So I got my specialist in instructional technology thinking, oh, I want to like make myself more marketable as a teacher because I know that, you know, this is something that we need to know. And that's why I ended up going back to school for it. But in my mind, I plan for this year to be my last year in the classroom. I was like, okay, I'm ready for something new. So let me prepare. But then I had some old coworkers who I used to work with mm -hmm. on the same team and they kind of pushed me. They were like, why are you still in the classroom? You went to school for this. What are you doing? And, mm. he was, and then they asked around for me and was like, hey, this is available. So you should apply. And then wow. I was like, okay, I'm just going to practice. I'm going <laughs> to practice interviewing. We'll see how it goes. And I felt like I bombed the interview, but somehow just kind of all happened really fast that's amazing so like yeah. you, okay you said you went uh back to school to take some classes for this particular type of position um it was so it was another specialist degree oh okay okay yeah and that so, degree is needed for this job or just any kind you of actually don't need it but everyone that's in my position has a master's it, does, it doesn't have to be in that specific area but yeah gotcha okay so um this this particular role is it unique to your county or do are all the schools mm -hmm. in georgia pushing this or right so no it's not just atlanta public school they have it in different counties and districts and it's actually a grant that Verizon had partnered with for uh like a one-to-one -one initiative like right before COVID really? so yeah and then it just kind of happened to be that yeah it's a four-year grant to help kids who are um who don't have access to technology so, so under-resourced maybe mm -hmm. right okay. Um, well, I love that. I think that's great. I, okay. Um, my question then is how, what are some examples like of like coaching that you would implement into the classroom as far as like integrating technology? So we have these two platforms called Flip, which is like, it's kind of like social media, but for school, okay. where kids can re respond through like a, like a video application. So like if you can ask, a, let's say they're doing a math problem and um, they're solving what the hypotenuse is. And okay. then the teacher can upload this question and then the kids have to record their response. Really? On, okay, yeah. And then you can ask any kind of question. And the kids have to respond using the video. And it's like they have like whiteboard functions, text applications, and like um, you can use like photos and whatever to create this presentation. So it's, it's like a student artifact and pretty much helping teachers use this application or push out. We have something called paper, which is like a 24-7 like tutoring site where kids can go on and ask questions about their homework because you know they might be doing homework at like 10 11 o'clock right. and they can just sign on to this app and chat with a um, tutor to get help for that 
What? Yeah. Do all schools have this? I know um, Atlanta Public School Day, they, we purchased it for the district. <gasps> wow. Okay. Yes. Um, oh. So, like, okay, how important do you feel like technology is? Like, to, like, okay, okay, this is, my, okay, this is what I'm really trying to get at. I am mm-hmm. a mom of two little ones, a mm-hmm. five-year-old and a three-year-old. And there are times where I feel like, like maybe they don't need that much technology. Right. <laughs> you know, right. like maybe they like, it's because it's like so accessible. Mm-hmm. And I just am like, you know, maybe we can just slow it down a little bit. But I do understand right. that's where the world is going and that they need to like be informed and like need to know things. And that I think it's part, part of me is like, well, they're going to eventually learn whether they, you know, outside of my house um but like uh and okay so okay don't I don't think you'll judge me for this but I have made the conscious decision actually Mm -hmm. like I we go to a private school right now Eli's in kindergarten he goes to a private school it's at a church and part of the reason um, that I have decided to send them is because the structure of it is like more of like a like it's called you know Charlotte Mason Mm-mm. okay it's no. just a teaching curriculum and then like um, it's just like they they don't like in the higher grades like I think in middle school they start reinforcing like more technology like technology based learning but right mm-hmm. now in the elementary school levels it's all like just hands on it's like a homeschooly type of feel right. um but i do again i'm always like half half right like mm-hmm. it's important but then like am i am i stunting something i don't know mm-hmm. do you have any opinions about that um, I think it depends on how the technology is being used. Cause okay. are we, are kids just using it just to like input information and just watching videos, but, or are they using it to actually critically think and creating like a student product, mm. you know, like, I think if it's like, we can't avoid it. And I understand parents that think, you know, too much screen time and that's fine. But in school, it's like, we want to know, like, it's it's a little different now where we want to know what students are thinking, how they're thinking, what their voice is based on, what, like, what do they think about the things that are going on in the world right now, right? Mm-hmm. Like, those things are really important. And how mm-hmm. can we use that and use technology to figure out, like, okay, let's, help you put your voice out there yeah yeah um no that's awesome I feel like I you know I I am just unaware currently in my own situation in my own season of life as a parent like of what is um, happening in the public school system too mm-hmm. um and which I am a big proponent of I mean I'm a product of the public school system and I loved my life and the way I was raised but I think hearing your side and even just that a job like this exists Mm -hmm. for me is like super encouraging like I'm like yes like that's great like I didn't know kids were being resourced this way honestly Mm -hmm. 
I mean, that's just me being naive, I guess. But, <laughs> but um, okay. So, uh, what does a typical day for you look like then, Jenny? Um, typically, I get to school between like seven thirty and eight. Um, sometimes we have like it's you know. But the thing is, like the environment that I work in, mm-hmm. and then the school that I went to, it's so different. Mm. Like. You, it's like inner city schools are just so how do I describe it it's just um when you're talking about like systemic racism and mm. those things I've like really I've been very naive about growing up yeah me and too. then yeah Completely. and then I go into like when my first year at Atlanta public school they were like okay go report to your morning duty and then I was like, okay, like, where's my post? And they're like, go check backpacks at the metal detector. And I was like, what? What do you mean? <laughs> so even like just little nuances like that, I just realized even though we're in the same state, like the how there's so much disparity with like resources and even just the like quality of teachers that we have, it's just, yeah, it's, mm. it was eye-opening. Okay, so I'm going to have to ask you to elaborate for those that just have no clue, like even me. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm not ashamed to admit that because I want to know and I want to be like more informed. Um, okay, so I do have listeners that are not from Georgia. So mm-hmm. can you be more specific about the demographic that you, um, I guess, serve and teach at and um, help as far as the Atlanta public school system? Right. I mean, it's like 90% African-American, 10% Hispanic. And I mean, the teachers kind of reflect that demographic too. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, one, actually, I, I'm, I'm not being, there's actually three Asian teachers, which is actually a lot. Oh, that seems compared like a lot. Compared to, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like there's me, a Vietnamese guy and a Taiwanese lady so oh, interesting mm-hmm. yeah and there's about 100 staff members so three percent three percent and I mean I grew up in the suburbs in Duluth so it was really diverse like we had you know people from all over yeah and then I grew up in the suburbs of East Cobb Marietta mm-hmm. where it's like 80 percent white people Mm-hmm. affluent white people that <laughs> <laughs> just lived in my bubble right um but yeah uh okay so that's the demographic that you serve mm-hmm. and um and you said you switched schools recently because of the new job right right but it's in the same district okay okay so a typical day for you you get in um, I go in and then right now, so whereas before I had a very strict schedule, now it's more like I have a lot of flexibility where I can schedule observations. Like twice a week, I'll focus on going in and doing observations. And then the other three days, I might focus on pushing in with um, classroom teachers to co-teach, to do like small group instruction. Um, and then... I have like duty that's assigned to do like other observations and because okay. yeah. 
So, it's so how are you really liking this right transition? Mm, I'm, I'm enjoying it, but also try, I'm like trying to be patient with myself because I, mm. I'm trying to understand how I fit into the school, how I mesh with the staff, how I can really help students. Mm. Um, so I know that I'm giving myself a year to figure out if I really like it or not. Yeah, five weeks is like nothing. Yeah. And then you had fall break and like, mm-hmm. you know. It's like... I'm actually, this is my fall break right now. Oh, thanks yeah. for spending yeah. with me. Yeah. So. I'm so honored. Um, uh, okay, so mm, do teachers, are they like um, accepting of the advice that you push? Um. Some are open to it, and then uh, there's other people who I feel like are really overwhelmed, sure, and they yeah. they're kind of like, I don't want any more on my plate because it feels like too much. So mm-hmm. it's like those two different spectrums. I mean, I would imagine if there are teachers too that like have been teaching for such a long time mm-hmm. a certain way. Right. Like it would be hard to like change your ways, mm-hmm. but even and if you is, haven't been teaching a long time, it's hard. Right. I'm sure. Yeah. So it's not that they don't want to use technology. It's more like I think they probably just get frustrated mm-hmm. with having to learn something new and apply it and try to teach the content and teach kids technology. So that might be my biggest pushback. Yeah. Um. But I'm trying to figure out, okay, I don't want to push too hard. So I'll work with the teachers who are more open. And then hopefully I'll get buy-in the following year. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, so, okay, we're going to have to come back to this whole new job thing. Because I do. I really want to know, like, why you became a teacher. When you decided that. Did you know, like, when you were younger what you wanted to do? Um, so take me back to like, you know, like even high school, like senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. Are you going to college? What did you decide to do when you went? Did you know you wanted to do education? Uh, in the back of my mind, I knew that I would always enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, but my freshman year in college, I was trying to decide between like accounting and teaching. Oh, and okay. <laughs> so different, right? So different. And yeah, like my first year, I took a couple of accounting classes and realized it wasn't for me. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's why I was like, okay, I'm going to just, you know, make little money and be very happy. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, teach like I remember even just being as a kid, like playing with my sister and like, you know, you play house, like we played school and I was the teacher and she was the student. Like, mm-hmm. I just remember having those memories like ever since I was young. Like yeah. I, I can't see myself. I don't know what else I would, I would be doing. Wow. It's really yeah. cool. Um, I never you... thought I would be a middle school teacher. I always wanted to be in elementary school. Oh, really? Yeah. But I kind of stumbled into that too. And I ended up loving it. Oh, wow. Okay. So you were telling, did you tell me, did you mention that your mom was a teacher? Mm-hmm. My mom, she was a special education teacher for like the first, 
I don't know, before we moved to Georgia, so like for 15 years. <gasps> Where yeah. were you before Georgia? In Korea. She was a special education teacher in Korea. Well, she she actually taught at an international school in Korea. Okay. okay. But then before that, she was in Colorado. And that's where she taught special ed. I see. I see. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Okay. And um, it's funny that you say that because all I know about your parents is that they um, own a small a lot business. Of animals. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, right? That Am was I... her second career. <laughs> yes. And, like, and they like loved it or something, right? Yeah. Do they, they don't mom, still yeah. do that, do they? Mm-mm, they okay. retired. Yeah. Oh, good for them. I'm so happy yeah. for them. <laughs> Oh, well, so uh, Jenny's parents, they owned a, like a pet salon. And like a dog grooming shop dog and grooming. doggy hotel. Yes, yes. And I, there there was one, it was a really big one too in Atlanta, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Okay, anyways. But okay, so that's really cool that she, I didn't know that she was a teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, did that inspire you at all? Like when you guys decided? Yeah, I feel like she, my mom's a very nurturing person mm-hmm. and. I I'm sure that had a big influence on my decision. Mm. But like I taught at an elementary school for one year, taught at a high school for one year. Those are my first two years out of college. Okay. And then um I took some time off while I was in grad school. And when I went back, that the first job offer that I got was at a middle school. Okay. And I it was, I was like really nervous because I was like I remember what I was like in middle school like I had so much attitude and you know I thought I was grown and didn't think that anyone could tell me anything and I thought all that karma would you know just come back to me uh-huh. and I mean some of it did but like I I realized that they're just same kids in bigger bodies yeah and they they just want to be seen yeah and heard and like accepted and like you know, that's so relatable, even as a 30 something year old, like I can, I can still relate to them. And it's fun to like connect with the kids and just have relationships with them. I don't know why I'm getting emotional, but but I am. Um, uh, I, okay. I was going to ask you like stuff about school, but I do want to ask you what it's like being specifically a special education teacher. Um, I mm-hmm. do know some people that work in special ed right now. Um, and I know that it's very challenging. You know, mm-hmm. there are days that are really hard. Um, right. Do you think you could talk to me about like, I know there's a lot of pros, but are there, mm-hmm. I don't want to call them cons, but mm-hmm. like some of maybe the more stressful times for you as a teacher, speci- specifically as a special education teacher where, where you were like, I don't know, just really challenged or you found it difficult or hard? Mm, or maybe not I guess, at all. I don't know. No, there is some, but it's just like, how, how honest can I be? Like trying not to judge parents. Oh. <laughs> I think that's the hardest part. That is so hard. <laughs> and I don't have any kids, so I have to like keep that in mind too, but I think be- being misunderstood mm. by a parent is 
the hardest part. In what, okay, in what way? So that I don't like, do this, like as a parent. Thinking, thinking that you're like you, that I don't care about your child. Like when we when we discipline the kids in the classroom, and then you know it becomes a bigger issue, and I call home, and then there's like we're not on the same team then Mm. it's that's I think that's the hardest part oh man that sounds really difficult yeah um but then it's like you start thinking right because it's like their own Mm -hmm. the parents usually uh, okay I don't know again I don't know how honest you're gonna be right now but like it's usually like um and it's not you yeah necessary it's not the teacher it's their own pride or whatever it could be because i could i could see myself in that situation um feeling a certain way if a teacher Mm -hmm. called me to talk to me about one of my kids right Mm -hmm. and um, even as in my own personality like my desire to like be just perfect and all the things right i would feel like imperfect right and it would be yes okay it would be difficult as a teacher not to judge parents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Got it. Oh man. No, no, but I feel you. I totally feel you. I mean, I'm not a pa- I'm not a teacher, but I'm a mm-hmm. pastor and mm-hmm. right. It's you know, it's challenging at t- you mm-hmm. know, like especially in an environment like church where it's like you want you you want to care for all of your kids in the best way possible because you mm-hmm. just like you said everyone just wants to be seen they just they just want your attention and they right. you know like it's it's you, you get it you get yeah. it and then like but then if there are things that need to be brought up right it's hard. and like okay so for example I called a parent who you know we were having like behavior issues with the mom got upset and she you know started giving some words but (laughs) after like actually what like I think I taught at that school for two years and by Uh the end of the rapid this was at my last school Uh and before I left I like called the mom and was like hey, like, you know, I'm leaving the school, like, and I still want to, like, you know, stay in touch with your son. And I just want to see if that's okay with you. And like, after two years, though, like, we were able to still, like, make amends. And she finally kind of was like, oh, like, we're on the same side. Like, you are a good influence on my son. Like, yes, you can still stay in touch with him. So I still feel like, you know, there's not like, impossible to come back from those tension and awkward moments like Mm. it's it can still you know be for the greater good yeah Yeah, that's so good that's why teachers are amazing I Mm. love teachers (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know okay um before we get too I get too far ahead I do Mm -hmm. wanted to I did want to ask you about like your program as far as like becoming a teacher Mm -hmm. um like what does that look like like as far as um your education and then I know there's like a year where you guys are in the classroom too 
do you remember that? I know it's been a little while. But um, so I know like at Georgia State, like after you take your core classes, you apply for the education program. Okay. And that's what, like year two or something? After your, after the first two years. Okay. Yeah. And then you do like an interview with the education department. There's a couple of like standardized tests that you need to take. Okay. Um, and then I know that there was like a student teaching component throughout the whole program. Okay. Okay. But even if you don't go that route, you know, there's, if you get a um, undergrad degree, there's like, the, you know, people do teach for America. Mm. Um, so there's different ways to get certified, but um, I think Georgia State, at least they, off- they offered a really good teaching program that gave you like great experiences in the classroom that were like kindergarten through high school. Um, so that certification is just like a test or? Mm-hmm. Standard okay. test. And then you yeah. got your master's just by choice, right? You don't need that necessarily to teach. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Um, do you get paid more if you have your master's? If you get a master's in an area that is relevant to what you're teaching. Oh, okay. Got yeah. it. So it used to be that if you had a master's, you automatically got a pay bump, but now it's if it has to do with whatever you're teaching. I see, because everyone yeah. gets getting their master's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right, like Spanish. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Um, Okay, so why did you choose to work in the Atlanta public school system? (sighs) Mm. Oh, wait. So the first year and the second year, the the elementary school year and the high school year, that was Mm -hmm. in Atlanta too? It was in Fulton. It was in um, North Fulton. Okay. Okay. So, why did I choose to be in Atlanta? Because once I realized that this was kind of like the state of like our reality of the world, like it was hard to not be there, for at least for me. Um, and you know. I met a lot of really awesome people through work, like my colleagues. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've developed a friendship with them. And I feel like we are, you know, working towards the same goal. And I feel like students in Atlanta and the hood need to be exposed to people that are different from them. And they get to see me and, you know, get to know me. And it's, it's, I feel like it's necessary, you know. Oh my god, Jenny, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> um yeah, I mean I think the reason I I'm getting emotional is because I, I think there's a lot of reasons. Um I think there's a lot of truth to what you just said. I think uh you're probably gonna just hate the situation altogether as I'm like encouraging you, but uh, um yeah, I admire, like, your ability to, like, not just talk the talk, you know? Like, just really do the things that I wish happened, you know, mm-hmm. like, in my life or more often. And so, um, yeah, for me, I'm, like, truly, like, grateful and thankful for your, like, commitment 
you know, to see to see lives changed. And that's why I think it like and and you know, I know you, so I'm like, oh my gosh, like you're amazing. <laughs> and um yeah, that's really cool. I yeah, I, but I get I get that. I get that. And I so much respect for even for what you just said, like you saw the need and you couldn't walk away. But you could have. You know, like you could have, I think, easily. And, um, yeah, I mean, like, I think even in my own life and again, when it comes to my kids, it's like, you know, I'm sure, you know, just because you've been working with kids and parents for a long time, like you just want what's best for them. Mm -hmm. And even in like my current situation too, like, honestly, okay, I'm really exposing myself right now, but like, I love I love what we've chosen in this season of life. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm super happy about it. Um, recently I volunteered at the school and it, it was wonderful. I was so like mm-hmm. thankful and grateful, but yes, there is a, there is this little part of me, not little, but there is a part inside of my head and my husband's head too. Right. It's like, he is the only Asian kid mm-hmm. in a, in a class where they're all blondes right <laughs> you know mm-hmm. and it, and it i'm like is this an issue um you know i have a lot I, I don't know the answers i grew up that way too mm-hmm. yeah i don't know yeah i don't know, <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. and so um anyways that was just me kind of off topic talking but um so what do you uh like the least about your job what do you like the least um, okay can you do can you do your current job and teaching okay <laughs> okay the least the thing that i like the least um Sorry, hold on. I'm trying to think. The thing that I like the least about my job is that you can't travel when the prices are good. <laughs> I did not expect you yeah. to say that. Because we have a lot of breaks, but right, everyone's you know, traveling. Peak season, yeah. yeah, everyone's traveling. That's so funny. Okay, that's. A great answer because for me it's like wow teachers are so like they get a summer break they get yeah. a winter break but you can't even it go anywhere nice. I guess it is nice I mean I'm just kidding um, um I think honestly yeah that's like I don't I don't have too many complaints right now oh that's great but, that's so um, good and sometimes when it feels like like I mean you know, people say don't take things personally, right? Like when it comes to having issues in the classroom or with your colleagues, like don't take, the, people say that all the time. And mm-hmm. for me, it's like, that's like the hardest pill to swallow because this is personal. Like I'm putting my heart and mm-hmm. efforts and energy and everything that I can to, you know, into what I'm doing. Yeah. And when people are like, oh, just don't take it personally as like you know words of advice that's like I think that's hard to hear yeah 
No, that would be really, I mean, that's difficult for me now. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) You mean don't be myself? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. I mean, yeah, I mean, I would feel like if, if you can't control students, yeah. You know, or parents or colleagues, yeah. people. You can't control yeah. people. <laughs> right. Right. And like, but then at the same time, like, you are in charge of these people, <laughs> little people. Yeah. It's, okay. Yeah. That'd be, that's pretty challenging. Like, I'll go and I went into a meeting last week with like the leadership team, and they're like, oh, we're everyone, we're going to, you know, push personalized learning. And I was like, okay, cool. I have an idea. And they're all like, nah. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> And then people on the side are like, don't take it personally. Don't take it personally. I was like, I'm not. How'd you know I'm My idea was brilliant, but it's okay. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Okay, yes. That's a good good advice for all of us, y'all. Like, don't take it personally. Um, Unless it is personal. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, what do you like best about your job? the best thing is when I see kids changing or growing like Mm. it could be like it doesn't even have to be academically like if I see that they're changing into like someone different or if I see growth like that's really rewarding yeah like when they like when they encourage each other from like at at the beginning of the year the kids might not get along and whatever but then when you see them like actually caring for each other that's really rewarding yeah yeah Yeah. for sure (laughs) I was gonna say something not nice (laughs) okay what I was gonna say was like oh like when you see middle schoolers acting like like just human beings like kind human beings it's like and not yeah. themselves no I'm just kidding but yeah and it's you know, so it's, of course. it's so funny yeah like yeah. someone some some of the kids they will like read your face like I didn't even say anything they like look at me and they're like oh we know what you're thinking and I'm like <laughs> oh wow <laughs> and like I feel like middle schoolers it's or at least when I was in middle school like super candid like you yeah. know just up mm-hmm. front which mm-hmm. I feel like you would um the chemistry I feel like with you and your students would be so like on on point am I wrong no you are right because like sometimes I'll like go into school like not all ready and then they'll be like Miss Clark get your edges you need to get your edges and I'm like (laughs) okay got it (laughs) thanks for the tip that's so funny okay so you know you were mentioning you know you felt like um in the schools that you've been working in, like, yeah, they need to be exposed to different types of people, different personalities, different um, ethnicities and cultures or diversity in general. So do you feel like um, you are able, like, do you feel the impact of that, like, of what you're doing? It might be hard for you to talk on that, but I don't know. Right. Um kind of sort of um like for now like I mean I get surprised too like with you know thinking that my expectations of the students like sometimes I'm surprised by what they know like um 
I think that they don't know me because they might not be exposed to Asian people. But mm-hmm. then I walked into one classroom and this kid knew more about like K-pop and like Bokbang more than I did and came up to me and was like, oh, I knew that, you know, you were Korean because of the way you looked and whatever. And so that was like surprising for me too. And um, it's just, but then there, there's some other kids that are like, you know, they expect to think that I'm Chinese or because that's all they know, I guess. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm sorry, I don't know if I answered your question. No, yeah, no, that was that was exactly <laughs> what I was looking for. Um, yeah, um, I do have like more questions about yeah. like just um, okay, just gonna start over this question. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know people that are interested in like special education um, teaching. Mm-hmm. So like, what what is it like? Like you know, okay, I don't know how to ask because you know I think in your in my head it's a certain way. And honestly, growing up, looking back, I don't really remember in my school like specific programs like Mm -hmm. for special education and I don't know if that's Mm -hmm. just because there was a lack of students or it just wasn't existent I don't Mm -hmm. I have no clue but um what is it like structure structurally like as a teacher it, it depends on the number of specialized students in that school so depending on the number of kids and each kid has something called a individualized education plan. Uh-huh. And it's a legal document as far, it includes everything as like their psychological reports, their um, like speech reports and their previous grades and teachers anecdotes. And it kind of also places them in what kinds of classes they can be in Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so there is like self-contained classroom where students typically if they're significantly below grade level that's where they'll be pulled out into a separate class but then for me I worked majority of the time with in a co-taught setting where it was a general education teacher and there's me and then there the kids are mixed so it might be kids with like um, learning disabilities or kids that might have Asperger's who can who who they like intellectually they can keep up with their peers for the most part like there's not a significant like difference okay so for my like my day-to-day is going to look very different from somebody a special education teacher who's in a self-contained classroom I see gotcha gotcha and each teacher has a caseload of kids. So based on, so I might have like 10 kids on my caseload. So I'm responsible for tracking their behavior, their mm-hmm. grades, and they have specific learning goals because majority of the time the kids are performing below grade level. So you have specific reading, math, writing, social, or even speech goals for that child and you're tracking them the whole year Mm. okay that answers my question pretty clearly I think I did not um I guess I just imagined it was just like a self-contained situation Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but that's really, I feel like that would be a different kind of experience. And um, I don't know if I can say this, but like, it seems less daunting, honestly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, just different circumstances and situations. Right. Uh, so you did that for six years, like the mm-hmm. just kind of having your own caseload and then working with those students personally. Oh, I feel like, so are there some students that you got to see like sixth through eighth grade then? Right. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty special. Yeah. <laughs> I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, um, so, and then you, you're saying that seeing that progress too, I'm sure has been really rewarding over the years. Right. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. Well, you know, I, again, I'm sure I could sit with you uh, all night if I chose to, if I wanted, <laughs> because because um, it's been so great talking to you, Jenny. Um, but, you know, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. So I always ask my guests um, before we end our time together if they have any advice, like advice for somebody that maybe is thinking about being a teacher or even think, considering your new uh, your new position as a – sorry, what was it called again? Uh, instructional technology coach. Instructional technology <laughs> coach. What I – TC. <laughs> Do they call it that? No. Not really. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Do you have any advice for somebody that maybe is considering these job options and careers or if you have any just life advice at all? Um, I think it's okay to change your mind mm-hmm. and to try things that you didn't think you would like. Um. Because even with like changing from accounting to teaching or changing my mind about wanting to be an elementary school or middle school teacher, like there's there was like some trial and error in that. And I'm glad that I did something I didn't want to do and I didn't think I would like. Um that's like great advice. I, all my guests yeah. give me like great advice and I'm like, oh, I need to apply this to my life (laughs) yeah I think it's you know things it's okay if you don't have that exact plan of what your life is going to look like or if you deviate or you know I think we're hard on ourselves and it's okay to wander a little bit yeah absolutely thank you for that permission because I think as Asian Americans specifically a lot of us need it um you have permission to wander um, yeah. and, uh, yeah, I, I think that what I've been learning too from the podcast is like a lot of people have come on and shared stories of like, even, you know, they, they took that accounting degree and they did all of it and then they graduated and like, you know what, I think I'm going to be UX UI designer instead. Mm-hmm. And they take a boot camp, and it's okay. You know, it's okay. Like nothing, the world doesn't fall apart. Um, if it doesn't go according to plan. And Jenny, thank you so much for sharing um, this part of your life with me and with our listeners. I have learned so much and um, I hate to put you on the spot again, but uh, I do ask people if if people are interested in uh, maybe 
chatting more with you about your job mm. or like just have questions, would you be open to me connecting you with them? Yeah, sure. It was it was fun, and I'm glad I did something that made me nervous too. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, was it better? Was it? Were you still nervous? It was better. Yeah, okay. it was good. Okay, it was good. okay. Well, guys, it made you... me feel very comfortable. Okay, good. <laughs> Um, guys, if you have any questions for Jenny, you know, you heard her say it like she's totally welcome or welcoming anybody to talk with her. Not like weird people that have weird questions, please, because that's I'm not don't do that. Don't do that. But like, <laughs> um, but yeah, if you want to chat with Jenny, please reach out to me. You can DM me on social media or you can email me at podcastwigu at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Thanks so much, Jenny. I really appreciate it. Until next time, guys. Love ya. Bye.